Boker Tov. Uh, we are doing today Daf Samachtet 69, and we pick up at the uh, four lines from the top at the two dots. Um, the uh, yesterday, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion in the last few days about like what types of kinyanim work for Geneva. You know, first the whole question about things that's not a full shinui masef, it's a shinui hashem. The name changes, but it's not to an action. And is it chosir librioso? Does it go back to the way it was? Um, is there been yeush that accompanied it? I wasn't actually there for that day, but the important question is, you know, the Gemara to certain states spoke about shinui hashem with yeush, and the question was, was that did you somehow need them both working together? Or was it that the Yeush allowed the Shinya Hashem to take place since the original owner had given up hope that allowed the Ganav to be Makdishet that allowed the Ganav to designate what he was going to use that piece of leather for right otherwise his designation wouldn't have any significance if the owner had not yet been the Yeush but ultimately the Yeush was a means and the, the Kenyan worked was through a Shinya Hashem and then we had of course the long discussions about what, whether Yeush works and does Yeush work by itself um, um, or not to have the uh, Ganav owner it. Uh, and then the Gemara, after having gone through all of that and all of the implications of that, um, had a whole nother discussion, which essentially was the same debate, but it was from the other perspective, because the other discussion that we had yesterday was the question about what are the circumstances under which a Ghanav is chayef for slaughtering or selling the animal. Um, so slaughtering is basically all circumstances, but the question is selling. And there, is it that it's only after, it, and is the reason there, because you just repeated the sin, Shana Bechet, or is the way, the other approach is Nishtarish Bechet, you actually gave the sin more teeth, you made it more permanent. So, um, and uh, the Gemara says that that would play itself out in terms of uh, whether you, whether you're only Chai for Mechira after Yeish. One approach is you're Chai for Mechira, whatever, even if it was before Yeish and you sold it, um, and the owner can retrieve it, um, so you weren't Nishtarish Bechet, you didn't give it roots, they're going to get their object back, but you repeated the sin. So, whereas if you need to give the object, the, the sin root, right, then the selling your only chayv after Yeush, and now the owner cannot retrieve his object. Um, so that was this debate, but of course that assumed that after Yeush definitely your chayv and assumed that Yeush by itself wasn't kona. So some of these questions about when are you chayv for mechira, before, only before Yeush, because after Yeush, Yeush is kona, only after Yeush, because it's an idea of nishtarish b'chait, Right, and therefore the Nishtarish Pachet only happens after Yeish, or both before and after Yeish, right? So there are those three possibilities when you're high for Mechira, and to some degree, there are, which ones of them are possible depends on whether you think Yeish is Kona or not. So we had the same type of debate yesterday whether Yeish was Kona, but not directly through that, the lens of Yeish, through the lens of understanding what are the obligations for slaughtering and selling. So that's where we sort of left off, having looked, explored the different Kinyanim, and explored the the reasons behind why you're chaya for slaughtering and selling and the implications of that of selling before and after Yeish. Yes, Michael. The, the word never came up in this discussion. Right. I mean, that, I wouldn't say that'd be some sort of... Why is he niskar? That he wouldn't be no, paying four or five? Well, or like, you know, someone steals from him and, and you know, and, and, and this, then he would potentially get something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. I mean, most of these things, the question was, are you high four or five or not? You're not in scar, you're just not being imposed an additional fine. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah, I can't give you an answer like when the Gemara decides to, you know, you, who, you know uh, reference that I mean, principle. Anything, right? Of course, I know. That's the type of Gemara you love, right? So anyway, now we pick up, okay, with... Um, now that so we're done with sort of that like overview, 
of um, and now we look up as Michael correctly referenced in the discussion of selling and there's a before after Yerush and so on there was also discussion which got to the next point of the Mishnah which is stealing from the house of the Ganev because if you steal from the house of the Ganev you don't pay Kefal you don't pay it to the Ganev because he doesn't own it yet if he does own it you would pay him Kefal um, but if he does you won't pay him Kefal it's not his but the Chiddush of the Mishnah is you don't even pay the owner Kefal when you steal it from the house of the Ganev because it says from the person's house and once it is outside of his house house could be used figuratively control right if I have you watch my object for me and somebody steals it they're going to have to pay me kefel it's still me if it's in your house because you're watching it for me but if it's out of my house figuratively if it's out of my control if it's been stolen okay I mean and, and somebody is stealing it from the Ganev then there's not going to be kefel so this now puts us to the next stage of our discussion which is the status of an object not in the house of the owner but the owner has Yeosh on the Ganev isn't Kona Yeosh isn't Kona but it's out of my control what are the implications of that and one is that you don't pay case I'm sorry okay? if you're a Shomer Chinam I give you my object yeah. Shomer Chinam because of Pshia yeah. stolen from you right, right? so now so what the Ganev pays you case though so why wouldn't you say that you're Chayav because of Pshia to pay me uh, yeah I, I, I might be but he's also I mean you know if he winds up being found or whatever then I don't have to pay you because then you didn't lose your object but uh, if, so that but yes that, could, that so would be true if he wasn't found if he wasn't found then I pay you for losing the object later found he you no he paid you the case well, I mean, you me the I don't know either he paid whatever but I get my money back alright anyway that's a Bubba Matia question Gufa let's take a look now four lines from the top in Bubba Kama okay Gufa and Sanda Termodalus so I'm Rabbi Yochan Rabbi Yochan says if you have something stolen and the owners have not given up hope of getting it back have not given up hope of getting it back both cannot sanctify it the Gazan obviously because it's not his and the owner because it's not under his control so he's taking this idea that it's not and the same way that is an implication that if it's stolen from the goslin that there's no kefel there's no um, if it's not in my control that has other implications I can't I can't exercise my rights as owners and therefore I can't uh, sanctify it presumably I can't sell it I can't do the normal types of things I have rights to as an owner because it's out of my control Okay, so let's take a look. So the says, Did he really say this? We rule like a stam of a tanan. And here's a mission we have. Um, it says in Meister Shani, Kerem Revai, if you have uh, fruit growing in the fourth year, you would uh, you would you would mark it in your field. You'd put like these clumps of earth around your orchard of Kerem Revai or your vineyard, so people should know that it's Kerem Revai. And of course, why do you want people to know? You might want to do it to remind yourself, okay? But also, what the Gemara seems, is going to be saying, or the mission is going to be saying, is that in case people come and they steal your fruit, at least they should know that not to also misuse its halachic status <laughs> and know that what they're stealing is karam ravai okay and now the Gemara one minute well let's finish this the Gemara now interjects you can actually it's interesting you can see the shift to Aramaic where the Gemara then is glossing the, 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 the symbolic significance of these various markers so the Gemara says simana the simon is ki adama it's like dirt ma adama ika hanami now the same way dirt there's benefit because you plant in the ground avainami so it's karam ravai as well the fourth year of the uh, of the vineyard um, right it's a vineyard it's not netaravai when you redeem it 
You can get benefits from it. It's not forbidden in benefit, but it has to be either eaten in Yerushalayim or it has to be redeemed. So that you, that you mark with these clumps of earth. Michelle Orla, if you have a patch of your, you know, of your vineyard or of your uh, orchard, that's Orla. So how do you, how, what do you do there to, uh, to mark that? Becharasit with a piece of pottery. And here the Gemara shifts to, here it shifts to Aramaic. Now the Gemara is talking. Simone, the simon is, kicharasit, like pottery. Macharasit, chenon amina, the same way like a broken piece of shard of pottery. There's no benefit you can get from it. Avai delays vehanamine. So this pottery says this is completely off limits. Now you can't get any benefit. It's Erla. Rochelle Kvarot. And if you have a patch in your yard, in your uh, field um, that uh, somebody was buried in, so besid you would you would you would pour plaster around it. Simana. Now the Gemara interjects. The simon is the chiver katsamos as white as bones. Okay, um, back to the Mishnah. You like mix it with water and pour and you know pour out the the the, uh, the, the, the plaster around the grave. Again, it's so interesting. You see it switching from the Hebrew to the Aramaic. Mara says because you want it really white. Okay, so anyway, you want it to be very visible to uh, to Kohanim. All right, that's the mission. People would would mark their fields in these various ways. says, When is it that you have this obligation? Now, the mission never said you have an obligation; it just was describing a practice. But says, like, when is this practice appropriate during the Shemitah year? The Hefker, okay, Ninu again switching to the Gemara's comment because it's Hefker, and therefore people have a right to go and take the stuff. So they should know, hey, you're about to take the fruit and you have a right to because it's Shemitah, but this is Orla. You can't eat this. Don't take this. This is Kremer Vine. Make sure you redeem it, etc. Okay? Okay, so that's... We, then you would care about people misusing your fruit because with, with, what they're doing is, is permissible. Although the Shavua, the rest of the seven-year cycle, Halitayu L'Rosh Yamos, let, you know, pour it... There you go, Michael, for your Chote Niskar. Pour it down the Russia's throat and let him die. Okay? which is like you know if somebody is sinning and they're bringing it upon themselves you do not have a responsibility to intervene and to help this person which is like a fascinating you know moral question or you know religious question about that right like okay so he's doing what are they or should I uh, you know why shouldn't I at least stop them I mean one imagines for example if it was literally that they were endangering themselves you know um, like uh, you know here's a question like um, should you uh, you know should, you know, should you sort of be uh, encouraged the use of condoms because for people you know who are like uh, you know who anyway having premarital sex and you say like oh you know what if they get a venereal disease or whatever they, you know that they brought it upon themselves right which obviously are some way some people's attitude is you say look just because somebody is doing one thing wrong doesn't mean that you don't have to act in a way you know and you shouldn't needles, you, right giving needles to drug users right so yeah you because know, they're doing one thing wrong they should be you know have to live with the consequences of that and even if it creates a health hazard and so on so the question is okay but you know that's a real, like, uh, health hazard, right? That's a real, like, protecting their life and their health, okay? But here, you know, he might be saying, like, look, you know, they're doing an Avera, and you don't have the responsibility to stop that from leading to another Avera. Like, what is the Avera they're doing? Yeah, they're stealing from you. It's not Shemitah. Why do they need to know about what your fruit is? Right, so, so you they're stealing from right, you. So you. don't put in pay or anything like that in Caravan. No one gets anything, right? Because you're not allowed to... You don't do any marking of your field. Presumably you know. You're not marking it for your sake. So you don't bother marking it for other people's sake because the only reason the other people would need to know 
was if they were stealing your right, stuff. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. There was no payout, right? Because it's it's revived. Because don't you have to usually give part of your? Oh, um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, would it? So it's not that they're necessarily stealing. You're right. Maybe they came into my field because they're doing uh, collecting matnasanim from right. from the vineyard. No, but but they're but they're, the avera is not trespassing. The avera is stealing. Okay, this is stuff that they don't have a right to take. In a scenario where they would have a right to take, it was like a chikapay or something of like that. But you're right. It's not because it's oral and revived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say there's a distinction between individual responsibility. Like, I wouldn't say it's your responsibility to go around giving, say, all needles to drugs in your neighborhood. Right. 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 And this seems to be like, and it also seems to be like this was a practice that was a standard practice, and Rabsimum Leo's actually like trying to like almost go against it, say you shouldn't be doing it under these circumstances. I think the other question is look, what's the argument to be, but let's use the example about the drug needles. What's the counter argument? The counter argument is that if you do that, you're just encouraging people to do it. What you're signaling to them is, oh, this is okay, this is acceptable, and so on. And that might also be part of his point, which is, if you're going to go ahead and put up some type of a, of, of a, a marker, that the only purpose is for people who are stealing, they should know what it is, it's like, you're sort of saying, well, oh, so you're okay that we're stealing, or, you know, or, you know, oh, the only Avera that matters is the Ben Adam Lamakam Avera of Orla. Ben Adam Lamakam like, that doesn't matter, you know? So it's, uh, there could be questions about the types of messages you're sending, but it's, I think it's a really fascinating position, yeah? I would just put the pottery on all of my then we'll think it's all Orla, right, and keep off of the whole thing, exactly. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Vayamas. That's new in. Now, the, uh, the uh, you know, Sanua is modest, but here it sort of means the people that are like, it's a little bit like, has, yeah, like, right, right. It's like the people that are very frum in the, uh, not in the contemporary ta- category of frum, which often has to do more with like, uh, whatever, other types of things, ways of physically demarcating that you're uh, different from other people, um, you know, through, through dress and food, etc. It's new in here like a type of a pious, okay, you know, um, the pious ones um, who care for other people's uh, behalf, even if they're going ahead and stealing, that's knowing what do they do? Not only do they mark the stuff, but they take extra precautions. They put money aside, because again, and they say they can't help it if people take the Orla, but they can help it if people take the Karim Ravai. And they can say, um, anything that's taken from the vineyard, this Karim Ravai should be transferred to this money. And therefore, if they steal it and they ignore the siman, at least they won't be eating this kamravai outside of Yerushalayim. Okay, now how is this relevant to us? It's relevant in the following way. If they are saying that once it is picked, let it be redeemed on this money, at that stage it's out of their control. And they're doing this act that is an act of, of, of exercising their ownership rights. They're redeeming it. That's something that an owner can do. And they're exercising the rights after it's not in their control. And presumably, Rabbi Yochanan's point is, it's not just a halacha of ganav, that's in Kesel. It's a fundamental halacha that when something is out of your control, you can't exercise your rights over it. You can't sanctify it. So why should you be able to redeem it? That's the Gemara's question. Well, the the yeah. Yeah. What? Can you say the Gamachal is now? The Gemara will get to that. Okay. What, what, in what way? Like, 
said she'll be divorced as soon as I die, but once you're dead, you Right, exactly. It's all that problem about right, having you take effect at a time when you're no longer able to do it. So the Gemara says, he tame us. So the Gemara says, uh, So the Gemara understands that the question is obvious, right? How do you able to do this according to Rabbi Yochanan? If you say, maybe the comment about the snuin was all part of the quote marks within Rabbi Shimon Leo. Rabbi Shimon Leo would say, if it's during the rest of the year, let him let him eat it and do you know and you know and and and, and kill themselves religiously. But the tznuim are here's what the tznuim do. So it was the Gamliel's claim of what the tznuim did, but it is not actually the stam voice of the Mishnah, and that's relevant because Rabbi Yochanan doesn't have to agree with every Tana, but Rabbi Yochanan passes like a stam Mishnah, and like that's how the Gemara introduced it. So it cannot have the stam Mishnah recording what the tznuim did, implying that what the Snuim did worked, okay, but it could have Rabbi Shimon Gamliel saying that this is what the Snuim did. So he came a man tanit Shimon Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. No, Rabbi 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 Chanan Rabbi Yochanan. Kol makom shishana Rabbi Shimon Gamliel b'mishnatenu. Or no, meaning yes, even if it were true, it wouldn't matter because Rabbi Yochanan has another psak. The same way he passes, we go like a stam Mishnah. He says whenever Rabbi Shimon Gamliel appears in our Mishnah, halacha kamosa, we rule like him. Chutz with three exceptions: a rave, the case of a, a, a co-signer, tzidan, which is a case of witnesses or whatever, and they were in a certain place. The Raya Chrona, and a last proof. Okay, I won't go into what those three are, but anyway, even if it were Reb Shimon Leo, we would pass him like it. So here's a Mishnah of what the Tznuim do. One way or the other, Reb Yochanan would say we would pass in that. It's a Stam Mishnah from Shimon Leo, and that seems to be able to exercise your control as an owner, even when it's out of your Rishus. Okay, your rights as an owner, even when it's out of your control. So the Gemara says, um, five. says, Fine. Don't read it. This is what Michael was suggesting. Anything that will be picked will be redeemed, and then the redemption occurs after the the uh, aniyim have already taken it, um, and after it's been stolen. Anything that will be picked from this. Okay. So because of that, you are now. Um, if the redemption is happening now. Based on what happens later, based on which things are picked, right? Tosa says, "Why don't you?" Tosa says, "I don't understand. Why don't you just redeem the whole darn uh, vineyard?" Okay. So Tosa says, "No, you want to bring the, re- the the stuff to the base to Yerushalayim. You don't want to redeem the whole thing." Or Tosa says, "Maybe more will grow, and you want you know, and the redemption won't work on the stuff that's going to grow later. You only want to redeem right now the stuff you have to." Okay. So you don't know which part they're going to take if they come in and they take stuff they're not allowed. So you'll say the stuff that will turn out that they. T- Look, that'll be the stuff that right now I'm redeeming, okay? It's a type of a braira. I don't know which part of the field they'll take from, but whichever part that will be, that'll be redeemed on this money. Tosus also points out the Gemara has to be assuming that uh, that you can redeem stuff while it's still connected to the ground. We all normally assume you couldn't, right? If you said only after it's been picked you redeemed it, then it's, then that's obvious. But here now you're redeeming it while it's still connected to the ground, based on what happens later, okay? So that's how you're going to do it. Um, and that's a braira type of an idea and that's while it's still under your control. Okay, so the Gemara says, but how could Rabbi Yochanan say that? Rabbi Yochanan says, the Tznuim of this Mishnah and Rabbi Dosa we're about to see say the same halacha, the same position. What's the Rabbi Dosa? Rabbi Dosa and it's clear that Rabbi Dosa is talking about when you say it after it's been picked and not beforehand. How do you know? Rabbi Yehuda Omer, 
Shachris, now Michael, it's close. It's your case where somebody is going in because they have a right to collect, to, to, to pick. The issue here is not your right. Kermavayan or Allah, the Aniyim should not be collecting from that field. They, they don't, you know, Lekat compare don't apply. But let's say, forget, you know, the question of, what do you call it? Of, uh, Earl and all these uh, halachic statuses. The, the anim are coming into your field, they're collecting the grain, but they're only allowed to collect by leket, you know, stalks that were dropped, if one or two stalks were dropped. If three stalks were dro- dropped in the same place, they're not allowed to collect that, okay? And not all the anim know the rule, and not all the anim care about the rule. So you're now concerned that you don't want them to become, to be halachically seen as, you know, into gazlanim. You want to, you know, like this story with the Chavetz Chaim, you know, that somebody uh, steal something from his house, you know, whatever, and he runs running after the guy, and he's saying, "I'm mochel, I'm mochel." So, you know, so this is the story. They're stealing. They're gonna, they're gonna steal, but you know, they're at the end. So you want to be, you want to let them take it. Okay. Also, Tosus points out there actually is a, another sort of more of the, uh, you know, kashrus types of issues. You know, in terms of issues here, because if 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 it's not hefker, then if, if when they pick it up, it's not yet hefker, and they only master it afterwards or whatever. Then there's a problem that they, they're obligated to give tumors and mices from it, you know. But uh, but if but if they pick it up and it's hefker, then when you collect, take something out of hefker from hefker, you don't have to give tumors and mices from it. So that's the concern here. So let's take a look. Rabbi Huda Omer Shachris in the morning. Balabai is Omed Omer. He stands by his field and he says, "Koshe yilketu anim yehi hefker. Anything that anim will pick will be hefker." Okay. Rabbi Dos Omer. Rabbi Dos says, "No, no, no. We so say erev right towards nightfall." Omer. Anything they did pick will be Hefker. So we don't exactly know why they're debating, but we'll see, maybe we'll explore that in a minute. But if Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says, that Rabbi Yochanan says, excuse me, that, that, um, that the Tzanuim and Rabbi Dosa saying the same thing, so Rabbi Dosa, his point is explicitly, you do it after the thing has taken place. And now you have two positions that seem to be that you can exercise your control to be master something or to redeem something after it's out of your control. You're, you're your rights your, to, to, to exercise it after it's out of your control. So the Gemara says, um, fine, let's reverse it. Have Rabbi Yehuda be the one that says you do it at night, and Rabbi Dosa the one that says you do it in the morning, and therefore the Rabbi Dosa and the Tznuim will have you saying that you do this before the stuff gets picked, and while it's still under your control. So the Gemara says, Amai Afkes Masnisa, why did you reverse the Breita? Afkes Rabbi Yochanan, why not just say Rabbi with the statement we have in the name of Rabbi Yochanan got the names mixed up. The Eman have Rabbi Yochanan be saying, Tznuim Rabbi Yehudan Echad. Right, we're still working that the only way to explain the Tznuim position is that they did it in the morning. So, but Rabbi Yochanan got us in trouble because he said it was like Rabbi Dosa. So fine, have him say, say we got that version wrong. What he meant to say was it was like Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda says also here, by being mafkir, the stuff that the Anim are going to pick up, you're doing it in the morning. Okay, so why are you switching Rabbi Dosa and Rabbi Yehuda? Just say Rabbi Yochanan got the wrong name, or the name was recorded wrong. It was Rabbi Yehuda. So Amri, no, you could say, No, 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 no. Forget the whole Rabbi Yochanan issue. We anyway had to reverse the names in the Brita. Why did you have to reverse the names in the Brita? To Bahamas Nisin in this or Masnisin, this Brita Ktani, So here's the Gemara now is going to get to what difference does it make in the morning or in the evening? And this is what we mentioned before, the issue of Brera. In the e- in the morning in the evening, the problem is that it's not under your control. That's the Reb Yochanan problem. In the morning the problem is you don't know which grain you're talking about yet, right? So therefore 
um, if who, the, the, that could be the debate of Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Dosa. So in the version we have of the Brita, Rabbi Yehuda says you do it in the morning. So if you're doing it in the morning, it means you hold of Breira, right? Because you don't know yet, it'll be determined later. But we know, in, uh, but, 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 um, in the version we have of the Breira, the Rebbe is saying you're doing it in the morning, which means he holds of Breira, but that doesn't work. We know in general, Rebbe says, he doesn't hold of Breira. We talk. Somebody is purchasing wine from Samaritans. Okay, where it's like a type of a case of a, uh, of a, what do you call it, of a demai. You're not sure whether they've already taken trumas and mices from it. So, and it's, it's penish mashas on Shabbos. Now, what, you say this in Bamem Adlikin, for those who say Bamem Adlikin, right? Um, you know, Savich Hashecha, Savich Ein Hashecha, Ein Ma'asinas Avadai, right? Ava Ma'asinas Ademai. You don't take Maser from stuff that definitely requires trumas and mices, but you can take it from stuff that doubtfully, that might require trumas and mices. So you've got this, it's Erev Shabbos Ben Hashemoshos, you do not have a lot of time, okay, you cannot have time to start measuring out 10% for this there, and then another 10% for the other there. you got to do it quick, Shabbos is about to start, so here's what you say. So, Omer, Shnei Lugim Shani Asi Lahafish, the two log that I will eventually separate out of this wine, um, we're going to assume you have like 102 log, you know, gallons or whatever, um, so, um, actually it's much less, 102, whatever, I don't Quartz. Okay, so the two quartz that I will eventually separate out are in truma. They're truma, because normally truma is about 2%. Now you're left with 100. Asara, so the next 10 quartz that I will separate out after Shabbos, Maserishon. They are right now Maserishon. Tet, the next 9, because now you're left with 90, so 10% of the remaining 90 is 9, is Maser Shani. So right now I'm separating trumas and maestros on which stuff. That'll be determined after Shabbos based on the stuff that I select after Shabbos. That'll be the stuff that I'm sanctifying right now. Okay? And you can begin to drink immediately. Rashi, question what the word meichel means. Either it means just matchil v'shotemiyad or Rashi, or Kermin. Rashi says, you redeem the Meister Shani stuff onto money. Anyway, that's what you do. Diva Rebbe Meir. That's what Rebbe Meir says. So that's a classic Brera. Right now I'm taking Trumas and Meisters on what stuff? The stuff I'll designate later. Okay? Rebbe Huda, Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Shimon Ostrim, they say, no, you're not allowed to do it doesn't work. So you see that Rebbe Yehuda doesn't hold of Breira. Now there's another possible reason why they don't like it, which I'll get to in a minute. But you see he doesn't hold of Breira. Okay? So we've got so the Breita... Too much, and then... Uh, right, or... Right, so the, we'll get to that. So the Breita, though, says that Rebbe Yehuda says, you say in the morning, I mask you what they'll pick. So that's a Breira issue. So we anyway had to reverse the names in the Breita. Okay? So the Gemara says, and where, where are we right now? Where that Rebbe Yochanan, you have the Tznuim, who are, uh, who are redeeming it once it's already stolen that doesn't work for Rabbi Yochanan um, so we're having them saying okay so what they really said is they did a braver thing they didn't say it after it was stolen they did it in the morning and that's and Rabbi Yochanan, now Rabbi Yochanan also said that they say the same thing as Rabbi Dosa so anyway we had to reverse the names in this Breitza so we have Rabbi Dosa as well saying that Yabalabais would be mafkir his stuff in the morning that the Aniyim would come and take that they didn't have a right to okay so we have him saying in the morning and based on braver so they must saying it's still not going to work Amri so so, at the end of the day, um, and why are you reversing the Brita? You said because Rebbe Yehuda 
Here he doesn't hold a Braira, and the Braisa he does hold a Braira, so we gotta reverse the positions. So Hashtanami, you know what? You're stuck here anyway, even with all your everything you've answered so far. Kasha Rab Yochanan Rab Yochanan. You got Rab Yochanan to say that the guy would say it in the morning, right? So while it was still under his control, which would be a Braira position. So now Rab Yochanan has to hold a Braira according to the way you framed it. We got a problem. Rab Yochanan doesn't hold a Braira. Okay? So, right, you got it in this case, it's one or the other. Either you can redeem something when it's not under your control, or you do it in the morning, and then it's Breira. So you moved Rabbi Yochanan into the morning's position, in order, and he's going to say Breira, but Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold a Breira. So, you said for Rabbi Yochanan, don't say everything that was picked, and therefore it works after it's out of his control. Anything that will be picked. So now, you've said, rather than having him say the Enobir Shuso position, you could do it when it's not in your show, so you have him do it to take effect in the morning, which is a Breira position. But that doesn't work. Alma Isle Breira, you're saying he holds a Breira. Ha Rabbi Yochanan Leisle Breira. But Rabbi Yochanan does hold a Breira. The Amr of Yasem Rabbi Yochanan, Ha'achim Shechilku, if brothers, when they divided in the state, okay, so here's the question. After brothers divide, now there's different degrees of Breira. There's a Breira where you designate at the outset and say, I am being Mafrish, Krumus, and Maestris on stuff to be designated later. I am being maskier stuff that will be identified later, right? There's other types of Breira where you didn't say any, that's almost like a tnai. You know, there's other types of Breira where you didn't say anything and you just, and it's more of a deterministic type of a way of looking at the world. The way things work out in the end, we will say retroactively that was always the way they were going to work out. Okay? And that comes up in the following scenario where you have uh, brothers are dividing an estate they inherited from their father. Okay? What was the state of, uh, right? So one takes the north field and the other takes the south field. What was the state of the property before it was divided? It was, was it jointly owned or owned by the estate? So, okay, fine. So, was there a time when Ruvain owned 50% of the north and the south field and Shimon owned 50% of both and then they basically swapped my interest in the north field for your interest in the south field? Is that how it worked? Right? Or do we say, no, 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 that's if you didn't hold of Brera. There was a time when it was jointly owned and then there was a way in time in which they sort of, one person took part and the other took part and they sort of waived, you know, or swapped, you know, their rights in the other part of it. But if you hold of Yeshua Brera, you would say, ah, now that you've divided it this way, we see that even before you split it, that was the half that was going to Reuben and that was the half that was going to Shimon. What's the relevance of this? The relevance of this is, let's take a look. After brothers have divided in the state, we view it that they've bought each other out of the other half of the estate and if they're buyers so then every time the Yovel comes everything also always reverts back because it's like a purchase and any purchases revert back which is like crazy because it's all you know talk about you know Yovel being like a type of a restorative thing here it's going to restore things all the way back to like the people who entered in Eretz Yisrael at the time of Yoshua because any division that has occurred since then is all a type of a purchase, even if it's stuff that's been directly inherited, right? So anyway, it all goes back and all has to get redivided. You have to find out all the 10,000 members 
of your of your family and like redivide the estate. Okay, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what Rabbi Yochanan says. But you see that he doesn't hold a Breira. Okay, so if he doesn't hold a Breira, you cannot say that you're saying this thing in the morning. Um, okay, so Elul Olam, fine. Call in Yochanan. You got me. He doesn't hold a Breira. He's not saying it in the morning. He's saying it after it got picked. And he's saying anything that got picked already. Now, how can he do that? It's not in his Rishos. Rabbi Yochanan, Stamach Rinach. Oh, so, so now that we're going back and like not trying to switch things around, Rashi says, you know, we can also have Rabbi Yehuda say his normal position. Then we don't have to switch Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda could say that you also do it in the day. And the question about how does Rabbi Yehuda, doesn't he not hold of Breira? So Rashi quotes another Gemara that says that Rabbi Yehuda does hold of Breira, but he doesn't want you to be doing this Trumas and Meisers thing because either you might drink it all or the barrels might break and the wine might not be there at the end. Right, exactly. So therefore there are other reasons not to be doing it in the case of the Trumas and Meisers, but that Rabbi Yehuda actually does hold of Breira. So we could put everything back the way it was. Rabbi Yehuda holds of Breira, you do it in the morning. Rabbi Dosa holds it in the, in the evening. The Tznuim are doing it in the evening. The Tznuim and Rabbi Dosa say the same thing. You do it in the evening after it's out of your control okay everything is, is without switching things around so what does Rabbi Yochanan do because now you're doing it out of your control so the answer is Rabbi Yochanan doesn't pask in the tenuing. now how is he allowed to do that Rabbi Yochanan says we rule like a Stam Mishnah so the Gemara says Rabbi Yochanan he found another Stam Mishnah. Yes, the Tznuin and Rabbi Dosa say you do it in the evening when it's out of your control, but he found another Stam Mishnah. So it's our Mishnah. Meaning, Rabbi Yonah says it's all nice, the Tznuin and Rabbi Dosa, but our Mishnah teaches a different principle. So it says that the Ganav doesn't have to pay the odor when he steals it out of the house of another Ganav. Am I? Why is that true? I understand why Ganav 2 doesn't pay Ganav 1. Because you are, you know, it's not, I mean, you don't even have to quote a pasuk. It's not, it doesn't, the Ganav doesn't own it. the showing. Why not pay the owners? That one doesn't get paid because it's not his, and the other, the owners don't get paid because it's not under the owner's control. Meaning, I am going to choose to read this not as some arbitrary exemption in the Torah, right? I'm going to say, if you're not paying Kefa, that must mean, because halachically, your ownership of that object has somehow been impaired, right? You understand, Rabbi Yolanda is basically saying, you could learn it as a You only get Kefa if it's in your house, if it's under your control. No! The logic is, it's telling you, when it's out of your control, your ownership is impaired. And therefore, for him, the obvious consequence of that is now you could say okay impaired in what way right but he says no to me it's obvious the implicit point of the Mishnah is that once it's out of your control you don't have any, you can't exercise your rights as an owner and you know in that state of, in that state and therefore I would rather go but what I, what I understand is implicit in our Mishnah and forget about the Tznuim and forget about Rebbe Dosa okay now the Gemara is going to say why do you choose one uh, one Mishnah over the other okay Umay Chazis to why are you going like that stam? Our stam Mishnah. Follow the Tznuim's approach. They feel that you can do stuff once it's out of your control. The Mishnah says no. 
because there's a pasuk that supports it, at least by Hetish, which is where Rabbi Yochanan started from. The ish ki yaktishes beso kodesh l'ashem. If a man sanctifies his house to God, ma beso berishuso, the same way your house is under your control, of kol berishuso, so it has to be under your control. And remember, by the way, Rabbi Yochanan's original statement was only that you can't sanctify something out of your control. So one could actually say that the Gemara made this whole problem because maybe Rabbi Yochanan only said his thing by hektesh. Right? Who knows how broad to apply the problem of Eino Bereshuso. But by hektesh it has that keyword beso. Right? By Ganav it says Zugunavmi Beta Ish and by hektesh it says Ish Kiyaktish as beso. So maybe what Rabbi Yochanan is saying is anytime the Torah says there's an idea of beso it doesn't work if it's stolen. But maybe he's not saying it in all areas. But the Gemara abstracts Rabbi Yochanan even further and Rabbi Yochanan learns from this there's an idea that to be able to do things and maybe you understand how he learns it from Hektesh maybe it's not enough to learn it from Ganev but if Ganev teaches me that you can't be Maktish well why can't you be Maktish it it must mean that being Maktish it doing something transferring ownership redeeming it these types, selling it these are things that, that are your you know your rights are exercising your rights as an owner and that you can't do when it's out of your control so if you can't do Hektesh you can't do all these things and that's the way Rabbi Yochan goes and he'd rather follow that than follow the Tznuim now I want to pause for a moment and say the following which is that even if I sort of say that logically you can't do certain things that exercise your rights as an owner if you can't be maktish it you can't sell it selling it would be the next obvious step um, it's not so clear and Tosos points it out in a way the Gemara will point out in a minute that that would mean the two things we had just discussed because what were the two things we applied Rabbi Yochanan to one is to redeem something right the Meister Shani out of my control the, the, the camera vites me out of my control and the other is to be mafkirit the Anim take the grain they weren't allowed and I'm mafkirit so it would seem to it would seem that those things are things that require a lot less of a status of an owner to do. Why? Because to redeem it, Tosus actually develops it. There's a lot of times that you can redeem um, uh, stuff that isn't yours. If Michael sanctifies his house, I can go ahead and redeem it. Okay? So, now this is a little different. If it's Karim Ravai, Michael still has the right, it's still Michael's fruit. He has the right to eat it in Yerushalayim. But I'm not taking the fruit away. I'm just redeeming it. I'm just transferring the Kedusha and making it available for him to now eat as he wants. Maybe you don't have to be the owner to redeem the Karim Ravai. So maybe it's not the same but type of a thing. Right? So I want to bring it um, online. You, you redeemed it now. Right. So that's, so, okay. so that's sort of what Tosus discusses. But you could have under, imagined that it doesn't require the same. But you now are the owner who's doing it. So the point is selling something or sanctifying something is a full exercise of ownership. You're transferring title. Here, you're just removing the Kedusha. Maybe you don't have to have a full, your full powers and owner. Maybe you can do it when it's out of your control. Also, the idea of Hefker. Now, Hefker, you could say it's a type of like transferring title. I transfer title away from me to everyone or something like that. Maybe you do need to full step. But you could say the opposite. If it's out of my control, it's easier to be master it because I'm just removing my rights further. It's halfway out of my control and I'm pulling away the other half. So it's interesting, even if Rabbi Yochanan is to be abstracted, that you need it under your control to really, you know, be a full owner and do a full things that owners do, it's not clear that everything gets thrown into the same category. Pantosis basically makes these points, but the Gemara it was comparing all of it. So let's now continue in the Gemara.
So Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Amar Baye, said Abaye. Elav, the Amar Rabbi Yochanan, had not been that Rabbi Yochanan had said, Snuim Rabbi Dos, Amar Devarechat, Snuim Rabbi Dos were saying the same thing. Havi Amina, I would have said, Snuim Islud Rabbi Dosa, that Snuim would agree with Rabbi Dosa about being mafgeret, if they're going to pick up grain, you know, too much grain. Of Rabbi Dosa, they say this but Rabbi Dosa would not necessarily agree with Snuim. Why? new in, and this is less of an issue about your ability to do it and being mafkir or redeeming something that's not under your control and moreover whether you should be doing it or not. So let's take a look. If they are making a takana, if you know you are so pious that you think that you're prepared for somebody who's a ganav stealing into your you know orchard of karam ravai and stealing your fruit and you still don't want them to eat the karam ravai and you're so concerned certainly the anim that have a right to be there and are just picking up the grain and might pick up a few extra stalks they're going to have rachmanas on them and you're going to want them to not steal and you're going to want to be mafkir so clearly you'll be motivated to do it in that case okay but Rabbi Dosa Lefei Ditznuin okay but I would say I'm sorry Rabbi Dosa Lefei Ditznuin but Rabbi Dosa just because he's motivated to do the being mafkir the grain doesn't mean he'd be motivated in the Ditznuin case by the Anim, the rabbis made a takana. Because, you know, they basically have a right to be there. They're just picking up a few extra stalks. Avaganas, guy who steals into your orchard, or your vineyard, they did not do anything for him. Okay. So I would not have put them in the same category. I'm a Rava, says Rava. He's going to have another take on it. Had Rabbi Yochanan said they said the same thing, I would have said, Rabbi Meir, he. That maybe Tznuim, and this is essentially what I said a minute ago, um, uh, maybe the Tznuim have nothing to do, they are not a Rebbe Yochanan problem. They have, it's not a problem that it's out of your control. Why is it not a problem that it's out of your control if you're going to redeem it? Because maybe they're following Rebbe Mayer's position. What's Rebbe Mayer? Lav, I'm a Rebbe Mayer, Meister Mamun Gavoahu. Rebbe Mayer says that Meister Shani is not you're, not, you're not the owner of Meister Shani. You have a right to eat it in Yerushalayim, but you're not Considered the owner of it, and Karen Ravai is the same status of Master Shani. It has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. So Bimeir says that kedusha takes it out of your ownership. You still have rights to it, but it takes it out of your ownership. And so, how do you redeem it? So the Gemara says, the even though you don't own it, the Torah considered it yours if you're coming to redeem it, even though it's technically not yours. Deceive. No. Meiser Shani specifically. Uh, other like yeah, no, no. Meiser Shani. Masro. If a person redeems his Maser, this is only Meiser Shani. Chamishiso Yosef Alav. You add a fifth. So now, uh, what we're saying is, I know you're doing it as an owner because if another person redeems the Maser, he wouldn't add a fifth. But you, when you do it, you're adding a fifth. So you see that the Torah, it's sort of like Chametz, you know, on Pesach. It's not really yours. The Torah considers it yours. This isn't really yours. But if you redeem it, the Torah considers it yours and gives you this extra fifth. Okay. Kariya Rahman of Masro, they call it your Maser, Umosif Chomish, and you have to add a fifth. So Kamer Vainami, so Kamer Vai as well. Gamar Kodesh, Kodesh Mi Maser. It's linked to Maser. Ksivacha, 
Kodesh Kilulim, holy rejoicing to God, so ma kodesh tichsiv gabi maser. So the same way the holiness by maser means avagav the moment gavohu, even though it's sanctified and it's God's. Meaning pedia ukmar chman abrishu say when it comes to redeeming it, the Torah treated it as if it's yours. Avhai kodesh nami tichsiv gabi kamervai by kamervai as well. Avagav the love moment who it's not yours, it's sanctified. If you're coming to transfer it to redeem it, ukmar chman abrishu say the Torah treated it yours. Now here's finally the kicker. It's a long way of saying that when you're redeeming it, you're not really the owner, but the Torah is treating you as the owner. Okay, if that's true, then maybe it doesn't matter that it's not under your control, that it's been stolen. Because it wasn't yours anyway, and the Torah treated it as if it's yours. So, okay, so even when meaning the means even when it's not under your control the Torah would consider it under your control how do I know that? because even when if it is in your house it's really not yours anyway okay but the Torah considers something not yours yours to let you redeem it all consider something not under your control as if it's under your control. So maybe redeeming is a long way of saying that redeeming does not require the full status and the full powers of ownership. You don't anyway have the full powers by this. It's not it's Kodesh. You have to eat it in Yerushalayim and so on. So you can redeem it even out of your control. So, okay. Therefore you can redeem it. But when it comes to Leket, when it's your money, you can you can renounce ownership. Mask is something that is your property that is under your control. And he lets the issue say low mati But when it's not under your control, you can't be masculine. So therefore, I would have said that, and I would have solved the tznuim problem for Rabbi Yochanan. What he's actually also saying is that you know we said oh the tznuim they're not like Rabbi Yochanan. You can do it out of your control. Said, no, 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 that's by maser. That's by redeeming. Redeeming, you don't have to be the full owner in order. You know, you're never the full owner anyway. So you don't have to have it under your control in order to redeem it. The only pro- person that doesn't work with Rabbi Yochan is Rabbi Dosa because he's having you be masquerade when it's out of your control and that, he says, does require the full status of ownership. Now, I would say, depends how you look at Hefker. If Hefker is like transferring title away from me to no one, maybe it does require you're transferring title. You need the full status of ownership. But if it's just removing yourself, I would think if it's already halfway removed, just, you know, finish the thing on your own. Yeah, but these are things we all don't say. We don't say because Rabbi Yonah put him in the same category. But then therefore Rabbi Yonah is saying we don't rule like those two. The Gemara is framing it. We rule against them because and go like our Mishnah. So now the Gemara just continues this point. One other reason why I would not have had to, I would not have put them together. I'm Ravina. Rabbi Yonah. He did not say they said one thing. I would have said It's not that there are two different opinions that happen to be agreeing. That that the Rabbi Dosa shows us the Rabbi Dosa statement by the Leket and by the Hefker shows us that he's the one that believes you can do this stuff in the evening and so on, even out of your control. So he must be the one who has been teaching this idea about the Tznuim. 
and then it's no longer a Stam Mishnah. Then it's we've discovered that it really is a single opinion. Okay, even if it's taught Stam, if it's a Stam Yichida, if it's Stam that we know is the opinion of a minority opinion, then it is, or of a single opinion, it is not authoritative. Even if it's taught in an anonymous voice. So I could have got out of that by saying, oh yeah, I mean, instead, instead of saying Rabbi Yochanan preferred one Stam over another, I could have said that was really just a Das Yachid anyway. Okay? So really fascinating idea that Rabbi Yochanan takes the idea that you don't pay Kefer, chooses to see that that is not a limited halacha by a Ganev, but it reflects an idea of an owner's control, Beso, learns by Hektesh that you can't be Maktish if it's not under your control. If it's not under your control, you can't exercise your full rights as an owner. And then abstracts it, or the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan never really abstracted it, but the Gemara abstracted it to say, and therefore you can't do other things that require you to be an owner. You can't sell it. The Gemara doesn't even say that, but that should be obvious. You can't sell it. You can't gift it. And what the Gemara then extends it to, which are things that are less obvious, you needed the full status, is you can't be masked and you can't redeem it. So, and then we had to try to figure out so he doesn't rule like other Tanayim that say that you can. Yes? Exactly. So, Yeush is the classic example of, it's out of my control, I'm Yaish, I remove myself from it, and that therefore lets people come take possession of it. And it's exactly that. It's further separating yourself. It doesn't require ownership, but it requires the weakening of ownership. So, you, basically what this is saying is, is that, yes, the process, meaning it could be that after Yeush it's considered Hefker, although that's a debate of Rishonim, or the Achronim, or I'm afraid of as a debate of the Rishonim. If you lost an object, and you were miyash, and I pick it up. At that moment, is it still technically your object, but your control is so weakened that I'm allowed to take it? Or do we say, no, at that stage, it's after your yeish, it's not even your object. My so that's a de- so they think nafkinina. So that might be a debate of the Rishon. Okay? But the, even if that's true, that it is in a state of hefker after your yeish, the process is different. Yeish comes through, right, a weakening of your control. It's physically out, and then you've given hope or whatever, and it's so, whereas Hefker comes from an active pushing it out of your control, pushing it out of your ownership. So what this Gemara is saying is a little, a little ironic. E- since Hefker is that more active an owner of pushing it out, not separating, you can't do it if it's half out of your control. Okay, so that's, I mean, it's a Chiddush, because you could have said, even with whatever Hefker is a different process, since the end result is halfway there, it's, you know, it shouldn't be any harder to do. But that's anyway the Gemara's assertion. Okay? So Tosus discusses that. No, but Yeish wouldn't work to redeem it. Yeish would not work for. It wouldn't work for the Hefker case either. Tosus discusses that you had to do it through Hefker. Uh, uh, through Hefker. Okay, so we'll pick up with this tomorrow.